This is Hugo Ferreira from Tantric, and you're listening to Undergroundopolis. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Undergroundopolis. Oh, man. This is another guest that I can't believe said, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> another one. Of, I've had three or four now that I've re- been really surprised just by, you know, it's, it's amazing what people will do if you just ask. It's, it, it People amaze me. You know? This is one of my all-time favorite bands. Toadies is one of my all-time favorite bands. And if any of you watching have ever seen my old bar cover band, Dick Dastardly, we, we did, like, Possum Kingdom was like a signature song of ours that really got the crowd moving. And Many of you that that have seen it, seen that band, saw me jump up and down when it peaks, and I am totally emulating my next guest. <laughs> I was totally stealing her moves. I hope she don't mind. <laughs> At least I'm being honest. <laughs> Until like the last time I did it, and, I'm, and my knee hurt really bad, and I haven't done it since. <laughs> we'll bring her right on. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Damn near blew my knee out on one. <laughs> Got to be careful doing those rock moves. Yeah, just getting old, man. <laughs> getting old. Let me turn the comments on. Already eight comments. I hear that cell shifter rocks. <laughs> Do you know what, who says that? <laughs> it must be one of my bandmates. Yeah, it's it's cell shifter. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've... Haven't said your last name yet because for fear of mispronouncing. <laughs> Is it Umbarger? Is that it's correct? Umbarger. Umbarger. Okay, see, so yeah. that's why I had to. <laughs> I answer to both. <laughs> and are we? Are we? A, Eddie Schmidt says Tony's is one of my favorites. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate that. And Ann Ronson says I love you, Lisa. There's lots of these. You can't see the comments like I can. <laughs> Tara Umbarger Robinson, you got to push that hand away. Yeah, thank you all for commenting. Thank you all, all the new people that have liked my page since, since this has came out. And if you don't mind, subscribe on YouTube and and subscribe on Spotify because this will be on Spotify too. It'll be a few weeks where it gets on, before I get edited and get down on Spotify. We'll get right to it. Uh, how did the toadies come together? Um, we all worked in a record store together. So oh. we worked at a record store called Sound Warehouse. And um, we would talk about music all the time. And it was the the cool job to have. And, man, yeah, so much talking about music led to making actual making music. So that's, that's I mean, a simple story. Yeah. Was there someone in particular that you saw at one time in your life and you said at a concert or what, anything that you said, I want to do that. That's something to see somebody play. Since (laughs) I was a little kid, that's all I wanted to do. Um, I remember uh, I'll stay up late with my dad and watch the midnight special or in kind of those music shows that were on before videos and stuff happened. And um, every Every weekend when we watched that, I would just like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to fucking do that. And, um, that. That was the one with Wolfman Jack, wasn't it? Was that Midnight Special? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a little kid trying to act like him. 
A lot yeah, of little kids like, they're they're probably trying to act like you could see bands and music if you didn't go to a show when when I was young. And um, so, man, I would just sit my butt down in front of the TV and watch all these bands playing. It was just incredible. Did you watch a uh, Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park when you were a kid? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I did too. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, our guitar player Charles Mooney does a really, really good impersonation of, uh, of, of uh, yeah, he can do the voices in that, and it's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, what's it like to have been, had one of the biggest songs in the world at one time? <laughs> <laughs> and well. it literally was it, it was it, it's still played every cover bar cover band probably owes you guys millions in royalties you know? um it's, it still doesn't seem real even you know 20 whatever years uh away and it's just like man we were just having fun we were uh rehearsing in a storage unit so we talked to these people that um, were running a storage unit, managing a storage unit, uh, told them that we were good, upstanding citizens and we wouldn't trash their place. And they rented us a storage unit. We put carpet on the walls and we didn't have AC or a heat. And we go in there and practice two, three times a week. And Possum Kingdom is one of those songs that came out of that storage unit. And it's just weird, you know? Yeah, I just, I just think back and it's like, it's, you know, there's no way to even explain it or understand it in my mind about how cool it is, but I can't really grasp um, still to this day how big it became. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it still is. It's, uh, you, if you turn on any rock station and wait, wait a little while, you'll probably hear Possum Kingdom. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler is such a great song. Because wait, one of the things I really liked about you and Tony's is how bass driven that band was. And it really it was or is. I guess they're still a band, but yep. and like the, the last couple of albums, I thought they were good too. Not trying to, you know, I thought they were good albums. No, they're all good. Still, yeah. I mean, it's very bass driven. You're you you drive it hard, and it's really. And that's one of the things I liked about because I'm I'm a bass player at heart. I play other instruments too, but if I play in a band, I'm going to play bass. It's yeah. I almost I almost sent you a video of me doing doing the jumping up and down thing at this one place. I think it was a place <laughs> I hurt I my knee, but I, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's the one I hurt my knee in, but I still kept jumping because I couldn't let anybody know. <laughs> <laughs> And it was it wasn't about five six years ago. I'm too old to be doing to be jumping like that. <laughs> Facebook viewers, say, uh, let's see where was there was a good one. Albert Gamboa, I remember when you worked at Sound Warehouse. Let's see. At Jamie Cooper, Facebook viewer Jamie Cooper asked if her amp still blows tubes during the first song of their set. <laughs> no. <laughs> <that> <laughs> Yeah, it used to happen. <laughs> I got better gear now. <laughs> I blow speakers all the time, man. All. <laughs> Do you still wear a Fort Worth fire jersey? Heck yeah. I still <laughs> That's all from Albert Gamboa. Do you? <laughs> yep. 
saw the toadies opening for White Zombie, and an ant blew up, blew a tube during the first ten. <laughs> they had to scramble and ask anybody. that happened. You want to you want to elaborate on that? I love stories like yeah. that. Man, it was freezing freaking cold, and my the tubes didn't warm up my amp right. Yeah, I'm sure people would like to know why you exited the band. I've always been kind of curious. It might just be me. That question comes <laughs> up. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a really really hard time for the music industry in general. Um, basically, the record companies were being blown up. Uh, they were they were blowing themselves up, and um, uh, bands were being dropped right and left. We survived all the the cuts um, on Interscope, and um, something just switched off in me, man. It was like the industry when the industry cha- started changing. I didn't like it, um, which I know sounds really petty or whatever, but it just felt um, uh, different. And I didn't see how we were going to fit in it. And so we were on tour and it was a bunch of stuff was happening in my life. I just got married and um, I just didn't want to tour anymore. And it was, mm-hmm. it was really hard. I didn't know if I had it in me um, to go out and grind like we had to do before. And I could see that that's what it was turning out to be is to go out and grind it again and do punk rock tours and it was just it was hard to picture myself doing what tour was that that was that a van's warp was that a warp tour i was i went i left i left it, in I went, yeah I, I went to whatever it was uh i remember i remember going to it but like like two days before the toadies left the tour <laughs> and i was like oh, yeah we uh, oh. I did not mean for us to leave in the middle of a tour. It just kind of worked out that way. Where we were on the road when when everything went down, you know. And, and it's it, there was no fights that happened. Um, but I know that, like a lot of people had speculations, but there were no fights or anything that happened. Everything was really amicable um, yeah. when we all left um, and decided to call it a day. Um, but you know. Um, if I had it to do over again, would I do some things different? Yeah, probably. Would it? Would those things change the way that change that I left the band? It wouldn't have. That would. That was still a good decision, for me. Well, I mean, it's it is now. It's like if a if a record company does sign you, you got to pay them. You got to pay them thousands. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's like that. I don't know if it's like that then, but now it's like. Yeah, yeah. They paid. They used to pay the bands. Now you got to. Now you got to pay the company, and you get no support from touring anymore. You know, and we, which you might not have then. But eighty-two. I've only done no, two tours. We did. It was. We were still at the very end of the milk and honey part of the record days, where you know they still paid for everything. You you know you still got a tour bus, and um, you got huge fat. Uh, signing bonuses. Everyone was still getting million dollar signing bonuses, and uh, and that you know I, when I saw that blowing up, it was just kind of scary. Yeah, and I mean it was hard then too. Was Facebook question: Who was your musical inspiration? Oh man, so many. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that's, that's a good question though. I like that question. Yeah, yeah. So the the person who really um, changed uh 
base for me was Kim Deal and the Pixies and was my mentor. Um, just, I thought she, she's a phenomenal songwriter, um, person, bass player, a guitar player. Um, that is who, when, when I discovered the Pixies, that's when everything started changing for me musically. I mean, of course I came in having a, a musical point of view, but as soon as the Pixies hit, I was like, God dang it, man. That, that's what I wanted to do when I saw Kim. Uh, that's when I knew that I could do it. Kim Dill, if you're watching, I have wrote you about coming on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Just plug that in there. Shameless, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's someone you'd really like to collaborate with. Have something that you can narrow down. That you really, really is like. Most people say Paul McCartney. <laughs> no. I'm I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Um, there is there was a little known band existed in the early '90s, late '80s, called Slint. Uh-huh. And yeah, they're from they here. Out, like, are they? They're from they here, Louisville. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. love them. I would. That's who I would love to do something with. Any of the guys from Slint. Oh yeah, I tell you, I'll I'll let the place where the cover band I told you about that I used to jump up and down in. There, there yeah. place that we were in at the rehearse when they did their reunion tour. Slint was three or four down the doors down from us for renting a rehearsal space, and, and and we got to talk to them a little bit. But they were it's like one was in Chicago, one was in Florida or something. They, 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 they were they were practicing in shifts basically. I did get to talk to them for a little bit, man. And, and Slim, yeah. yeah, they're from here. <laughs> they're from here in Louisville. They're freaking awesome. Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's surprising. That I, I like that question a lot. I get a lot of really great responses. Responses for that question. Here's one of my other favorite questions: Is do you have a particular favorite show that comes to mind that you elaborate on? Oh man. Yeah, I do. Because um, we were out doing uh, punk rock shows. We were driving in a van, um, driving ourselves. We didn't have any crew, not, not a sound guy, not a guitar tech, nothing. Driving ourselves, <clears throat> and our record had just started taking off in Florida. And we drove down the East Coast. We were playing shows. Drove down the East Coast to play this festival in Florida. And we were headlining it and we we're like this is weird we're headlining a festival we showed up in our van everyone else has buses tour buses and stuff we're in a van and there are fifty thousand people there and it was talk about it was it was so weird that's when we knew that our record was getting played and that was the coolest show because um we just kept looking at each other going, what the fuck just happened? What happened overnight? Cause you know, we were playing in sweaty bars, pulling you know, our own gear up on stage. And we did that show too. We didn't have any, any people. So we're headlining this festival, 50,000 people. And we're loading our gear on like punk rockers. <laughs> we were, and this is like freaking 50,000 people. It was insane. Now here's the counter question. Do you have a particular worst show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My other favorite question. <laughs> we were we were playing LA. Um we opened up for the, the Circle Jerks, which I love. Um 
and we don't really go with music like the Circle Jerks, even though I love them. Their fans are not Toby's fans normally. And um, the whole time we played, the Circle Jerks fans spit on us <laughs> and, and yelled at us. They were they were louder than we were yelling at us. And I remember this one girl was hanging off the balcony and she pulled down her pants and mooned us and yelled over the music, suck my ass. Damn. That was the worst show. <laughs> <laughs> they hated us. <laughs> Do you prefer the studio or the stage? That's a hard question because they're two different things. Um, I love playing live. I really do. Um, but there's something that happens in the studio. And this has actually flipped in the last 10 years for me because I used to prefer live. But now I prefer in studio. Going in there and um, seeing how far you can push yourself in there is way cooler now than, than going on stage and pushing myself. And it's probably that whole thing that you said, Rob about the knee because i can't jump as high anymore either <laughs> so i push myself <laughs> in the studio differently than i can on stage <laughs> facebook fear asks have you ever met flea or victor wooten i haven't met victor but holy cow he's an animal um flea we toured with the chili peppers so i have met flea um total freaking nice dude um those man, the, the chili pepper tour was really cool. Just to um, to every night watch guys that have been have worked their way up, work their asses off, and it was paying off for it paid off for them. And look at their work ethic and how they ran everything. It was that was really cool to see. Do you have Do you have a favorite current artist right now? No, <laughs> I don't. I, know I don't either. Have, really. uh, I don't. I don't really listen a whole lot of new music. Um, everything's electronic now. Um, I'm having trouble. So if anyone has any suggestions, hit me up on Facebook uh, of rock bands I need to listen to because I haven't been able to find a lot of rock bands. And that's what I want to listen to. Well, how did Soul Shifter come together? Um, so Soul Shifter is the coolest thing ever that's happened because um, it's so easy. Um, so Charles was the original, Charles, the guitar player in Soul Shifter was the original uh, guitarist in the Toadies. Was and he the one that was left, also on like, Yeah, he left like a month before we got signed. So he didn't oh. get to enjoy all the accolades and everything that happened with the Toadies, but he, he did all the work. He put in the work and didn't get to enjoy it. Um, and then and Matt was like, the, I think he was the second drummer that the Toadies ever had. So um, it's two guys that I knew from the Toadies back in the day. Um, and uh, I was in San Francisco at a conference. And uh, Matt messaged me on Facebook. And he was like, hey, we're, Charles is going to hop up. My band is going to you know, be playing at this club. Do you want to come and pop up and do some Toady songs? Because Charles said he would do it if you would. And I was like, okay. And so I came home and we, it all started happening. And we did it a couple of times. And I realized that, God dang it, it was so much fun. And I hadn't played in years. I didn't even touch my bass. And um, it was really good to 
to get back up there and to collaborate with people who I love and respect. So it's, it's freaking phenomenal. I can't even describe it. So was there something about that maybe earlier today about three songs getting released or something? <laughs> I may have yeah. done some research. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, we, right before I, um, right before I went into the hospital, we recorded, we did some recordings and, um, uh, in this last week that we finished mixing and mastering them and, they freaking it's just wall of sound rock and roll and i cannot wait to freaking release these if i could do it today i almost sent you almost sent you some some of the music sequences you still can. You <laughs> but uh yeah i almost sent it to you because i was i'm so freaking stoked with it it's great well i already like cut the noose because that's a really badass song <laughs> i yeah. really like that song yeah, cut the noose now these are just. I think these are even more. These are more. <laughs> they cut the news. Like I think cut the news is great too. But man, these. Yeah, and I don't even think yeah. we hit our stride yet, because we're just now getting to where we're um, feeding off of each other in a different way for writing. So I can't wait till we actually get in the pocket with that. Charles <laughs> is watching. Charles Mooney. <laughs> Ask Lisa about the, about the story of the hotel, extra towels, and Uzis. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that one. Ah. <laughs> We're going to have to have him on to tell that one because I don't even remember. Well, yeah, I'll get him on as a guest sometime. <laughs> yes. What's the, does the, the album have a title yet? No. Okay. Just Not ask yet. Yeah. Is there anything you, anything you would like to... Uh, to pl- elaborate about the so being a cancer survivor. Yeah. Um, so this has been a weird um, few weeks because all of it happened. Everything started to happen pretty quickly. Um, the I started having symptoms. I went to the doctor, and you know, three weeks later, I'm having surgery. So I I don't um, I haven't really sat down and thought about it much. Um, that I, I, you know, I really do need to probably sit down, but everything's happened so quickly. I just um, have let the next steps kind of be dictated to me. Like, you know, okay, you got to go have surgery. Okay, you have to do this. You have to do this. So I haven't really had a whole lot of time to, to think about it and process it um, because, um, yeah, it just it just is. First of all, it's overwhelming probably for anybody. And then, like as quickly as it happened, um, it's just, yeah, it, I life started freaking closing in really quick. Um, everyone has been freaking fabulous. Um, people have helped me out. They, my family put up a GoFundMe because you know not every musician is living off of royalties and everything. Uh, most most musicians are working, and yeah. um, I have a nine to five and. Um, and I'm off for some time, you know, and I got to deal with a bunch of bullshit of, uh, of medical bills. Um, and everyone pitched in and just freaking took care of it. It was pretty phenomenal. Can't even, yeah, the, uh, the incredible support that I 
God, I, it's amazing. Um, I'm so grateful. Um, and it's, you know, one thing that I, one less thing I, I have to worry about. And, uh, you know, now, now I just, I, I want to get the green light so I can go back out and play again. And I have an appointment tomorrow where hopefully I'll have more information. So could there possibly be a, a tour involved or, <laughs> or um, no? <laughs> man, uh, I don't know. I want to. Uh, yeah, we want to because um, I have a bunch of friends out there now who, oddly enough, are getting their bands back together. Um, Frog Pond in Lawrence, Kansas is getting back together. Um, and a bunch of other people that I love and we played with with the Toadies. And I would love to hit certain cities and um, and play with those bands that I love from back in the day. And then have them come here to Dallas and play. Is there anything else you'd like to plug in before we wrap this up? Um, no, I mean, the main thing that I, I want to tell everybody is thank you for the love and support all these years. Um, and so freaking grateful. And please go listen to Soul Shifter because it's carrying on some rock, some Fort Worth rock and roll. Yeah. If you haven't liked the Soul Shifter page or followed on Spotify or whatever you, li- whatever you list the music on, please do. Please. Please hit up the Underground Opolis YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, whatever, Twitch. This is on Twitch, too. Yeah. I don't think anybody watched on Twitch. <laughs> I'm not very good at Twitch yet. I'm pretty good at Facebook and YouTube and stuff. But the Twitch thing, I'm not good at yet. But uh, thank you so much for bringing this, this time together. All, all the great music, all the great hard-driving bass. <laughs> You still play the Rick? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Still playing the Rick. Like, I tried to play a Rick once and I couldn't. <laughs> why? I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I could, but it, it felt really <laughs> a lot different for some reason to me. I don't know why it's so different, but I always thought Rick's yeah, were it's different. Way different. I'm always up. I'm a Fender Jazz. Mostly, pretty much, it's my go-to. I do have a flying V. You don't see very many of those. It doesn't leave the house much. Yeah. If I send you the video, I'll be jumping. I'm actually, I'm playing that flying V, so I'll try to send you that video. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you again. Send the video now. I will. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you so much, Lisa. Or I can't call you Lisa, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hi, I'm Sarah from Two Chicks Talking Flicks, and here is my joke of the week. Where does a general keep his armies? In his sleeveys! time we have for now thank you for listening to undergroundopolis remember we do this every wednesday night bringing you new and exciting artists every week be sure to hit up their websites and social media 
and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.